Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Wex, how are we living today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, pretty broke, but besides that, you know, I'm pretty excited about wrestling. Just to crack me open a beer. I'm excited yeah. uh, about this week, last week episode, you know. Wasn't as exciting, but uh, this one should be a lot better. I promise it'll be lots of fun, guys. It will be a lot better as well. Um, Mr. Jesse Baker has decided to step down from the show. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot on his plate. And, um, yeah, we just want to bring you guys the best product we possibly can. So we're going to continue to do that. I think he's still doing the thing with uh, Wrestling Inc., still writing for them. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be on um, Xbox podcast in the next, like, week or two. So go show him some love. We appreciate that. And, um, yeah, but let's get into this week's show. We have, um, we have AEW Dynamite, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Going up against TNA's last ever pay-per-view. It was, uh, I didn't actually realize this until we watched it, but it was Bound for Glory um, from 2016. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about today's show. There's some real, like, good stuff on both sides, and there's some not-so-great stuff on both sides. So it's a pretty solid comparison here. Um, Wex, what are you? How are you feeling about doing this? This dynamite, this kind of this rather this week in AEW, I would say, because I mean, probably touch a little bit on Rampage as well, right? Yeah, definitely gonna get some Rampage predictions. Which goddamn, that card got stacked immediately as Quit, dynamite bro. was going yeah. on because it like didn't really have much of a card, and then it went from nothing to something very quickly. But man, dude, this TNA pay per view, like, I don't know, like. I was not watching TNA that much during 2016 because I don't think anybody was. This is their dying, official dying days, and we thought that this was going to be nothing after this. But, of course, they did that weird global force wrestling transition bullshit before they got to just impact wrestling as they are today, which they're doing fantastic, and I love the product today. But, dude, 2016, I could tell why they were on hard times because, man, it was a little rough. It was a little rough, but there were definitely some shining moments in the show. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, And, yeah, let's get into it here, though. Um, I think that's probably the best bet. Let's just start with TNA Bound for Glory from 2016. Um, It opens in the Impact Zone from Florida, not to be confused with the current Impact Zone right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, But, yeah, Josh Matthews. The AEW Dark Zone now. Was, yeah, that's right. That's right. The old impact zone is now the AEW dark zone, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, that, dude, so much like wrestling in Orlando, I feel like, you and know WCW what I mean? Like Saturday night used to yeah, be from there, too. That's right. That's right. WCW Saturday. That's when they had like the spinning stage and stuff, right? Yep. That's crazy, man. I would love to see that back again. The spinning st- stage. I think that's a pretty cool thing. I feel like especially nowadays with the way guys wrestle and like the just their the creativity of like you know, more athletic wrestling. Uh, there's days. no telling what people could do. Dude, if they had a spinning ring, oh, it'd be insanity. Oh, I would love to see that. Tony, we know you're listening. Go ahead and write that down. Use the spinning ring in a, in a spot for sure. Uh, but Joey Matthews and the Pope are running down the kind of the card and trying to hype up the card. Which Josh um, Matthews, right? Yeah, Josh. Why did I say Joey, Joey Matthews? Matthews? Joey Matthews is uh, Joey Mercury. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Sorry, Joey. Didn't mean to confuse you there. But Josh Matthews, the self-proclaimed best commentator of all time um, and the Pope on commentary. I mean, honestly, I'll say that they were a pretty solid team. I thought that the commentary was pretty good. Um, let's get to the opening match here. It's Trevor Lee versus DJZ for the X Division Championship. Wex, what did you think about this uh, X Division title match? 
I mean, dude, it was crazy. It was like one of those crazy classic X Division matches. Honestly, it was kind of reminded yeah. me of the old school TNA X Division, like where they're just going a mile a minute, fucking doing crazy stuff. Like there were some very cool, innovative spots. But a, the weird move that didn't make any sense that Trevor Lee does, like, the standing moonsault into the German suplex, I was just like, talk about an unnecessary flip. People talk about yeah. unnecessary flips. That, like, was the definition of unnecessary, but yeah. really random. But I thought the finish was kind of weak because he used the Canadian Destroyer for a setup. Yeah. Which I was just like, dude, it's the Canadian Destroyer. You don't have to do anything else. Like, yeah, yeah. at least yeah. pin him and kick out and then do the other move. Like, I just... Yeah. Doesn't make much sense to me, but dude, it's kind of weird seeing the two NXT guys going at it here in 2016. Yeah. But I mean, besides the finish that kind of took a little bit out for me, I thought it was right there in the middle for me. Three beers, like a solid match. I was a little bit higher on this one than I okay. than you. I thought it was uh, the action was pretty fast paced, and I thought Trevor was really really good. Uh, I thought his facial expressions were great. I do think that he may have oversold a little bit too, though. I, I think you touched on that. I think you were, you're right. That, that definitely did hurt the overall rating of the match for sure. Um, I will say that DJZ looked more solid than I expected. It seems like he's not as good as he used to be. Like, I feel like cause I see him in matches on NXT and it's like, he's just not as well, crisp. Maybe I think it's because he was a single star. He got more reps doing his shit. Now he's a tag. He just, that's very possible. Tag. It's very possible. And also, too, it's a, you know, it's real robes. It's a bigger ring. I know that has a lot to do with the timing and cadence and everything. He just looks to be it's almost like he looks more like a rookie now than he did five years ago, which is a little strange. Uh, but I thought this match was really good. I thought it was a solid opener. Both dudes did a really good job. And the closing sequence I thought was pretty sick. Um, so I went right at three and a half beers on this one. OK, um, so I, w- I was pretty into it. Pretty into it for sure. Uh, let's keep it rolling. The next spot on the card really is the Galloway interview, which was great. Um, and to, to me, honestly, Drew Galloway, this is the highest point of him in the business. In my opinion, um, the Billy Corgan promo didn't really age well, but it was what it was. What do you think about this? Like Drew Galloway promo and kind of this era of Drew Galloway. It was pretty good. I, I like you know, the, the hood, the hoodie with the, the hair in the face yeah. being all brooding and menacing, but Emo, calling out yeah. Corgan it was, it was pretty solid. I was a fan. This this was uh yeah, because it was right after he got injured. This is kind of a way to get him on the card, keep him involved with the story, so people don't forget about him. Yeah, it was a pretty solid promo. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought he did a great job. Um, let's move on to the next match here, um, which is the Bound for Glory Ten Man Gauntlet Battle Royal. Um, I I kind I like the idea behind this. I just don't know if the execution was done properly. Um, but we'll, 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 let's just talk about it. Um, I like the Jesse Goddard's and Rockstar Spud kind of started off. It looks like Goddard just got hurt pretty early on and just like worked really hard through the match with a leg injury. So props off to him. Um, I mean, some of his stuff was a little stutter stepish, but you can't blame him considering he did have a legit injury. Uh, the blade is out there too. Um, there were some different, decent spots in there for Spud. I thought he was really, really like funny and entertaining in the match for sure. Um, Eli Drake looked like a star for sure, but man, dude, how does this show not feel like NXT's roster right now? You know what I mean? Like almost everybody on this roster, except for Goddard's, is either currently in NXT or has been in NXT in yeah. the past in the past five years. I was gonna say the same thing. A lot of NXT, yeah, dude, a lot of NXT stuff in like across this whole card. But dude, uh, yeah, this match. It's literally the classic convoluted TNA bullshit booking. Like you think in like the concept 
probably is a good concept, but they do not execute on their fucking yeah. ideas. Never. They never Which do. happens like another t- uh, later on this card uh, yet again. But, dude, I just thought it was really convoluted. There were some cool spots, like you said. I like. I yeah. agree. Oh, fuck. Did you even give your beer rating? I just start, kind of started going. Oh, go but, ahead. Go ahead, bro. Keep it going. I, oh, I mean, I was, I was right there in the middle on it. I was just three beers just because, I mean, it, was, okay. it served okay. its purpose. That's where I was at with it. Yeah, I mean, I really, I thought that was a really cool, unique spot from Eli Drake, where he uh, hung on the out with his uh, feet kind of propped yes. up. Yeah. And I and I did, I did enjoy the finish, and like you said, a few spots, and whatever happened to Grotto or whatever happened to that Grado. dude? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's British. I think he just. I, I know he's he actually, British, but like, he, and I think he works back in the UK and just does his. But like, I haven't seen him on anything. Like, you know, all this UK shit's been going on the past few years, I and I haven't he seen was him on an NXT UK show, just like a one-off. I think he did a did something with them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah, sure cool. though. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. I, maybe I just saw something. Maybe it was like a something they had on the WWE Network or Peacock, where it's like you know what was it? It's not Evolve. It's um, Revive. Like WXW or something. Yeah, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah. Progress, Progress WXW. Progress, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, one of their fucking yeah indie promotions out there. But uh, yeah, because I, I like Grotto. I thought he was a sick wrestler. I like this little his fun his fun gimmick, but. Yeah, till this day, just like I said, like Tyrus in this match, his real name is George Murdoch. Why wouldn't you just wrestle as that? That's such a cool yeah. name. I'm going to go as Tyrus. But I know the Funkasaurus, he could not choose that. Right. It wasn't his fault. Brodus Clay, all that bullshit. But yeah. I was almost there with you on this match. It's just so convoluted. Like, I'd just take the good stuff and stick with it. I went 2.5 because it was yeah. still entertaining, yes, but the, the rules are just too fucking complicated. Yeah, and, yeah. And TNA just always does this bullshit. I agree. I agree. They're the kind of king of putting weird things in situations and also kind of featuring like B-list celebrities. Um, but speaking of B-list celebrities, that's what we get. Borash is in the back with Robert Irvine uh, interviewing him, of course, about Gail Kim as they're married and yada, yada, yada. But Robert Irvine being like essentially a B-list TV chef. Dude, uh, he's the B-list version of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, he's the straight up B-list Gordon Ramsay. Like that's exactly who he is. Uh, but I thought he actually cut a pretty decent promo. I was surprised. Like he, uh, there was a suspension of disbelief for a minute there. I was like, man, he's gonna like punch Mike Bennett. Like, I mean, he's a, he's a pretty fit yeah. big guy. He has oh, his yeah, like. Yeah. I, actually, yeah. speaking of this, when we went to those TNA, well, actually the Impact tapings here in Nashville. Yeah. Some of uh, the merch was stored in Robert Irvine's Fit Crunch bar boxes. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just nice, I was like, nice. what the fuck? But it was just merch. I love it. I love it. I love that, man. Big shout out to Robert Irvine, man. You're living the dream. You've been married to Gail Kim, and that's a solid, solid thumbs up from this guy. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 the promo itself kind of turns into a Maria and Mike promo. And I think this is the peak of Maria and Mike, like as a unit, like in the wrestling business. I think in, like five years ago, 2016, when he was doing the miracle thing and she was like the distracting, super hot, but like also crazy heelish wife. It yeah. was so good. Like, I wasn't mean, this like right post the Ring of Honor New Japan run? Yes. Like, yeah, but that was like, yeah, the, that the era right up into here was his best shit. And then, yeah, really WWE good promo just on Moose. Yeah, the well, life out of him, dude. Yeah, that's what happens. Really good promo on Moose. Um, and let's just get to the match here. It's the Miracle Mike Bennett versus Moose. Um, I thought it was kind of weird to see the high school football open for Moose. I don't know. I, I, I again. Again, for like the third time on the show, seems cool. Probably sounded great in like a booking meeting, but wasn't executed very well and just felt real awkward. Like, um, 
yeah, I don't know. It just felt silly. It's like, dude, this guy was a New England Patriot. He's a Super Bowl champion. Like, you have a high school team out here? I don't know. That's a little, I don't know. It just doesn't, it, uh, it didn't That's make sense. That's all they could afford. It was the TNA budget, dude. That TNA budget, indeed. I mean, the match, though, was pretty damn good. Um, I thought Moose, Moose physically looks way better now than he oh, did. Oh, yeah. He's Tremendously. Way better. more fit. Um, but his work was still solid at this point. He, I didn't, I feel like he was still moving pretty good. It was just his actual cosmetic look, but his bell to bell was pretty, pretty damn solid. I thought the match was really great. Um, I really enjoyed it. The crowd was hot. Bennett is so, so good. It's such a shame that he never got the big push in the right company. I think, um, I mean, I know he's doing the pure championship thing in ring of honor right now, but I mean, we got to call a spade a spade at some point and ring of honor is is dead man they're just a glorified dude, indie at this point 16 ring of honor was the shit no i agree i, mean, I agree but I'm saying, it's like, crazy right how now. it, yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. in waves you know yeah no totally oh totally i totally agree i'm not saying like but i mean now there's aew and that's a complete game changer and i feel like ring of honor is dead like i mean i think it's just best for them to be kaput but they're the uh, only ones not joined in the forbidden door really I know, which sucks, right? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, a, the dude, AEW tried to work with them when they first started, but Ring of Honor refused. So they're like, yeah, all right. It's crazy. Like the Briscoes versus the Young Bucks would be great to see. Uh, Again. You know, F, FTR versus the Briscoes would be dude, great to see. That is, that's printing money right there. Dude. Yeah, I would print. love to see that. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, Jeez, I would love to see so Mike, Mike Bennett versus uh, Sammy Guevara, like a pure, like blend the pure and like the TNT championships. Just absorb. That's what I want to see. I want to see AEW outright buy Ring of Honor, like buy all their catalogs and stuff. Because most of their, I mean, look, CM Punk, Adam Cole, uh, Brian Danielson. Brian like, Danielson, yeah. I mean, and hey, we probably could have a King, Kevin King Steen reunion. Yeah, oh, dude. But what I'm saying is like, why not buy that back catalog? Just buy Ring of Honor. I mean, and honestly, like, that would be dope. Like, I mean, just get those contracts, get those guys over the Jay Lethal on into AEW. That'd be great, man. People like people. That's the bad thing about Jay Lethal is that, like, he's been around for so long, but he's still in his 30s. Like, the dude is not like he's he started. He started in TNA when he was young as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He was like 20 years old. So, like, dude. This dude still has a lot of tread on the tires. I know, and he's, he's amazing. Incredible. I love Jay Lethal. Yeah. I love Jay Lethal. He he deserves it. I got a Jay Lethal toy on the wall right there. You can't, you wow. might, you could probably, can you see it? No, it's it's literally right out of frame. Right out uh, of frame. Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal and a guy like Luchasaurus and like a, a little program would be sick. Or Jay Lethal and Malachi Black would be sick. Or Jay Lethal and Andrade. Like, I, I mean, mean, you know. Anybody on the roster with Jay Lethal yeah. would be great. Yeah, totally, totally, totally agree. Um, unfortunately, Jay Lethal's not in this match, but either way, I did really love Mike Bennett versus Moose long way around. We finally got back here, guys. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I gave it four and three quarter beers. Um, I was really into it. I'm a, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Mike Bennett when he's on, he's, I mean, he's Sean, he's close to Sean level to me. Like, and this is very much like close to 97 Sean vibe. And I, I just very, very much enjoyed it. Um, where are you at on the miracle Mike Bennett versus Moose here? I didn't give it that quite high of a miracle rating. Uh, I went 3.5. I thought it was really solid. And like you said, Moose, like like looking at him today versus like back then, like it's crazy how much like just physically better and like more, I think just more crisp in the ring. Like yeah. not necessarily oh, yeah. as like he just, just like those extra little details he has yeah. like these days. Yeah, he's he polished just, like, it off for sure. Yeah. He's improved a lot because back then I was not sold on Moose. And like even in the ma- even in this match, like I was like, I don't know why I didn't think he was as good good back then. I guess because his promo and his personality, that's kind of what picked up a lot recently. Yeah. And also, we've been kind of conditioned to think that big guys suck. 
Like we've yeah, just kind exactly. of been conditioned and to think that. Probably because I mostly saw Moose in his Ring of Honor shit. Like, I don't know. I never really watched much of his TNA run, but until modern TNA. But yeah, three and a half beers. Moose is fucking solid worker. Solid, like you said, Mike Bennett, like top of his game right here. He's in the best shape of his life in this at this point, too. So yeah, three and a half for me. And there was a, a very botched cutter counter that just looked like shit to me that really pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that, and that kind of sucked, but it was what it was. I mean, still, four and three quarters, I felt like, was was pretty accurate. But, yeah, I mean, I, that's fair. I understand the Sean comparison, why you might give it a little bit higher rating than me, even though I got that sick-ass Sean Michaels uh, profile picture. Yeah, you do. You have that. We both that, Now we both have that sexy boy hat, though. We're going to have yeah, to, like, pose, pose for that. Maybe we'll have to get the gloves, too. I'm going to try to order those Sean gloves, see if I can find them, but... Uh, oh yeah. Uh, by the way, if you if you have access to the Shawn Michaels gloves that came with that hat, um, I will pay top dollar for them. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak. Moving on. Uh, speaking of guys that looked better now um, and just more crisp in the ring, um, we're gonna look at the reverse of that right here. Jeremy Borash is interviewing Aaron Rex, uh, and it's not good at all. Just not a good promo. Ms. Dow is pretty much the only good thing that guy did. Um, and let's go with the match here. It's Eddie Edwards. Uh, still as part of the Wolves versus Aaron Rex. My God. Ah! My God, dude. Okay, listen. Now, this is the perfect example of a really good idea. Like, exactly. this could have been amazing. Horrible, horrible fucking execution. Horrible choice of a, like, Eddie Edwards. Okay, okay. This is the one thing I want to say, too. Like, Looking how, the way they booked it, also. Everything dude. about it. Okay, but Eddie Edwards here. How how rough have the last five years? It's only been five years. Look at Eddie Edwards only five years ago until now. What happened, dude? What happened? Like you he gave look, up. He said, dude, Fuck "You it. look like an actual star pro wrestler here." And honestly, you like what the good parts of this match you carried straight up, bro. Like you did it, this. You were really good in this match. Like it was only five years ago, bro. Like get back in the gym. Figure it out, bro. Figure it out. Cause you come on, man. Like now that I know that, you, I mean, it's only been five years. I know you can still do all this. I know you can still do all this, but you, you got to step it up, bro. You got to step it up, man, dude. This match, look, Mizdow just sucks. He just couldn't hang. And it did feel like he was trying to direct the match. It seemed like I could see him talking a lot, like in rest holds, talking to Eddie Edwards a lot. And I don't think that should have been the case. Uh, and I feel like towards the end of the match, it got better but it looked like Eddie Edwards was kind of calling more things on the fly. Um, and it was just significantly better. Again, a good concept, but it fell flat. I gave it two and a half beers. So not quite halfway, little underwhelming. Uh, but I mean, again, I thought the idea was top notch. Where are you at on it? I was really not a fan. Like, dude, this is like I said, the concept and everything is a good concept, but they just did not execute it right. Not only the like, I know you said Eddie Edwards like talking about him looking better, but I think the choice of opponents here for this style of match, Eddie Edwards versus fucking Mizdale, Aaron Rex, like yes, no. they're not known for like a shoot style like this yeah. type of wrestling. Yeah. So for one, the opponents were shitty. The way they booked it, wh why did it need to go all the way to the third round? Like Yeah. It was unnecessary if you like they didn't they need they didn't need to book it like that to go all the way for the three rounds. So I did some research about that, and it was actually supposed to be Kurt Angle versus Eddie Edwards, but Kurt was on one of his rehabilitation sabbaticals at that point um, for 
boozing and driving. That was back in that that time. So okay. Um, well, yeah. that so I bet you if Kurt Angle would have been there, it would have been executed way better. His Kurt Angle yeah. you know, could work that style yeah. of match a lot better. Yeah. But obviously, we can see why this title and this thing didn't last too long because they didn't know how to fucking do it right. And you have to have the right opponents. I guess it's similar to like the pure championship and ring of honor. Yes. But they, ha- they don't have it was those- a Billy Corgan idea. And then when the deal didn't happen, they just pulled the plug on the idea and he moved to NWA and kind of made most of his tel- like his TV title matches are kind of like that. Like they can be broken down by a like, cause you know, it's only a 10 minute. So like they, they have judges watch and like they can, they award a winner other, like other way around, oh, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It I makes sense. Like- it, yeah, it makes sense, but they did not execute it right. That's why it's still not around. They don't have those enough like shoot style, like that style of wrestlers. And obviously, some of them just can't do that style. And if you can't execute it right, just don't do it at all. Just do something else. And it was obvious why this title is still not around today because it just yeah. didn't fucking work. It did I gave it not it work. One and a half beers because they tried. They really fucking did. But god damn, damn. it sucked. Like I just was. I wasn't. I didn't think it was terrible. I was, just, I was mildly irritated that I was still staring at the screen while it was happening. It was very long, for sure. It was very long, very long, for sure. Um, the next segment here is Gail Kim getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is still weird to me that there's a TNA Hall of Fame. I don't know. It's just strange. Um, now I, mean, it's I guess just it makes Impact sense. Hall of Fame. Do they even still do it in for Impact? Yeah, they just don't you. Uh, well, never mind. You didn't go the last set of TNA. Never mind. <laughs> Just the last set of Impact Wrestling tapings that I went to in Nashville, they inducted Awesome Kong into the Oh, okay, cool. Very cool. Was she there? Yeah, she was there. Nice. I think that's who they inducted, right? Pretty sure she was there. Yeah, that's who it was. That's awesome. That's a good spot. I like that. Either way, Gail Kim, very deserving, And Gail Kim inducted her, so. It was a little lengthy, but that's okay. I mean, it's a Hall of Fame thing. Um, and Hemi's speech, I thought was actually really good. I like Christy Hemi as a person. Oh, she was like there this. too. Christy Hemi was there for yeah. Awesome Kong. She seems just like a genuine person, like outside. Like it's almost like she's the one that got got in and out of the wrestling business without being completely jaded by the wrestling business. I heard she's a ring rat, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just know. kidding. I didn't hear I that. I don't. I don't think that's true at all. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not my buddy Lonnie told me, but hell. Oh, Lonnie. All right. Well, we know you can't trust old Lonnie. Let's move on here. It's uh, Decay versus the Broken Hardies. Um, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, man. Go ahead and spit it out. What do you think about this one? Okay. I was going into this match thinking like, oh, dude, this is going to be sick. We get the Broken Hardies. And like, I don't really like the Decay. Sorry. I don't really like the Decay. And as we know, Broken Steve is over like a motherfucker these days. Not Broken Steve, Crazy Steve. Broken what the Steve. fuck am I talking about? <laughs> broken Steve. God damn it. I'm really fucking up on that one there. But the Crazy Steve, <laughs> he's over as fuck these days, which I don't see how. This match <laughs> was not good. That. I'm just going no, to be blunt with you. This match was not good. Mm-hmm. It had all this like either like pre it, I don't know if it was a pre-tape or just all this outside the arena shit. Oh, it was definitely that pre-tape. was just fucking horrible. Like Jeff Hardy like turned into this like redneck character. Redneck raver. Just, but he was like, yeah, well, mama, he was talking like a he was dressed like a raver, but but talking like some like retarded redneck. Like he's like, <laughs> mama, mama, mama. like it was just dude, I was just like, did this really happen? Like I remember the fucking final deletion. Like, all that shit that was really cool. Like, had some funny stuff, but it was funny. But this was not funny. Mm-hmm. 
Matt Hardy was just like delete, like punching right into the ground, dude. Just beating uh, the Abyss's shoulder, just like delete, delete, just punching him in the shoulder a bunch. Like this was fucking embarrassing. Like yeah, this sucked. Was, yeah. Like this gave a big old dud for me. I expected yeah. better. This was garbage. If there's a match you shouldn't watch this week, it's this one. Don't watch it, please. Save save your time, save your energy. It's garbage. Yeah, I mean, I if you take hate, like. If you take the word milk out of my favorite movie theater candy, then you have my description of this this match, and it's a dud. Exactly. Trash. Uh, yeah, not Jeff, good at like all. I said, Jeff Hardy morphed into a redneck raver, and then he like started playing with pumpkins and just. Oh, and, and then and, oh, oh and then he had on goggles, and they hit him with the mist, but he still sold it. But he had on yeah. fucking goggles. You're, yeah. That's supposed to block the mist. Yeah. And I yeah. thought like, oh, it's gonna block the mist, but no, he sold it. It was yeah. just trash all the way around, I like landfill garbage. Not good at all. Not good at all. Dud from both of us. Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, it's Gail Kim versus Maria Kanellis for the TNA Knockouts Championship. The whole delayed cheap heat open with Maria being like, sorry, guys, I can't wrestle. That whole thing is so tired and so played out. And I don't know why it's like always used in women's angles now. It's like, oh, like women's wrestlers, like that's what they do for cheap heat. And it's just not... I mean, that's that's on the booking. That's not on the talent. But still, like, that's just it's bad. Um, and Gail Kim is great, though. And the crowd was super, super hot for her. I mean, Maria sucks in the ring. She always have. But I but I do really like her character. Uh, and the match was short. Um, and it did serve. It's like feel good moment purpose with Gail Kim getting the win. Um, and then Dave, you know, Cody kind of debuting there after the match was a big bonus, too. And the crowd erupted. Um, you know, I'm going to find a way to, at some point before the end of the year, cover, uh, that Mike Bennett and Cody match. Cause Cody was on fire at this point. He had just kind of gone to the Indies. Um, it, it was, I, I thought that part was good. So I actually gave it three and a half years because I think they saved, they saved the bad match with a good, uh, post-match in my opinion. Yeah. Well, right. You're going to make it. What'd you think, Wex? <coughs> Man, I don't know if not, I can so make much. it. Don't because... like that one. Are you choking on that opinion right now? The the match itself was not good. Like let's let's don't let's don't front. Let's no, don't bullshit. No, I'm, yeah, that's, that's the match okay. itself was trash. Maria has has just always been trash in the ring. To be honest, yeah, of course. Gail Kim is the only reason that gave this any resemblance of a wrestling match. To be honest, yeah. But like you said, the post match that was a cool little angle. Really, the first time we heard the shitty butt rock song from Downstate called uh, <laughs> I don't think Kingdom or something. Dude, yeah. they are like your biggest fan too, bro. They're like yeah, all like, over you on Twitter. I love it. It's hilarious. Uh, I'm like, I didn't realize they do all the shitty theme songs. Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, like the new Matt Cardona one. Like they, they have all the butt rock hits. They did Alex Riley's theme, which was weird, not necessarily butt rock, but the. Yeah, it, was almost, it was like it was like butt rocky screamo, which was like yeah. offensive to me because I like screamo, but that's not. I don't Just, know. <laughs> and that's what their Seth Rollins. They there's actually a version. They do the Seth Rollins theme song, but there's a version with lyrics, and it's what? fucking trash. Oh no, I can't have that. Like, just give me burn it down and shut mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. 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 And then it's a good song. I'll give it to you guys downstate. Give me burn it down and yeah, shut that's up fine. and don't sing. But yeah, first time we got to hear that song like on TV or it's like it's like the the, the debut of that basically besides for the indies. And it was a good moment. I thought I was like, okay, it was a cool little thing. So I gave it two beers just basically for the post match angle. Uh, I have to make a quick quick disclaimer here. I have I have no beef with with Downstate. They're they're good dudes. I never personally worked with them, but I have a lot of friends that are good friends with those guys. So 
I have no issue with Downstate. I do think they I have some decent songs. I never said I had an issue with them. I just that's just my musical opinion. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, you know, it's not for everybody. It doesn't it's, not have, for it's not. It's not a fact. It's just that's what I think. I, I love it. I love it. You're proud. You're obnoxious. You're Wex breaking the loss. And let's keep it rolling here. Uh, the next. TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Um, man, WWE just kind of straight ruined both of these guys. Uh, not so much Lashley. I mean, I guess he's kind of one of their brighter spots in At Lashley, the past year I think or so. He's ba- and he's back on the up. We got the Hurt Business back. Yeah, finally. Yeah, which is, it was a big mistake to take him away anyway. And I mean, what have you actually been doing with Cedric and Shelton otherwise? Like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's, it's, it, that's, which is stupid because both those dudes are insanely good in the ring. And that's a tag team that you can run with for as long as Shelton can still wrestle. I mean, either way, um, the the match here, EC3, they totally fumbled on. I mean, they just totally fumbled the ball on that dude because he's definitely a good wrestler. And this match kind of showed it. I mean, uh, I normally don't like kind of the big guy meat slapping style, but these dudes were really, really good at it against each other. Um, It was smooth and it was stiff, too, which I liked, uh, but it wasn't like. It's not stiff in like a green way, like stiff in a good, well-wrestled way. Um, there were a couple stutter steps in there for sure. And yeah. they did seem to get pretty gassed kind of closer to the finish because they're, but they're big dudes. I mean, the crowd was there for it, though. The match was really good. It was definitely not a Matt classic, but it was still pretty good. Um, the finish could have been executed a little bit better. I feel like it was a little rushed. Maybe AC3 could have slowly got up a little bit more, built a little more anticipation. It just felt like they went right into it. Uh, still, I gave it four solid beers. I enjoyed it. Um, where are you at on this one? I'm almost with you. I'm yeah. 3.75 beers. And like I said, dude, just like you said, my first note is big meaty men slapping because that's <laughs> what it was. And by the way, Big E basically tried to get a shirt made, big meaty men slapping meat and WWE put and said, nah, we're not going to make that. But I'm <laughs> like, dude, I would wear a big meaty men slapping meat shirt. Why, why the fuck not? But you dude, would. Lashley was dominating, no pun intended, for, like, yeah. most of the match. Yeah. But that made EC3's comeback even better. Like, the way that, like you said, it was solid fucking storytelling, solid wrestling. Yeah. Few yeah. slow, clunky, like, slow, clunky stutter awkward. steps they made up for. Yeah. 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 yeah, like, there's, yeah, like I said, a few awkward things. But Josh Matthews pissed me the fuck off. He did this a few times. Anytime someone did, like, a variation of a suplex, he didn't know what it was. He just said, oh, and uh, what a throw. What a throw. I was like, it's a fucking exploder. Call it an exploder. What a throw. Like, shut the fuck up, best commentator, my ass. But, dude, one thing that really got me, though, in this match, they both wore You know, You know how we hate opponents wearing similar gear. I know he had a white white. and stuff. But white on white together, like – I hate when they like people were the same. Like the crowd got sort of dead there towards the end. But I don't and like Josh Matthews like, oh, they're taking the life out. Like I just don't think they were sort of into it. But then EC3 got back, picked back up a bit. But dude, that TKO on the stairs that was trash. No, oh, yeah, it was bad. that was one of the worst stair spots I've ever seen. I was just like, it looked like Lashley like fucking hurt his leg the way he landed on it. Honestly, I was like, god damn, that looked fucked yeah. up on his knee. But yeah, he seemed to be all right. But EC3 was gassed up 9,000 right here. When he oh, got close yeah. to him, you could see his back knee like. Yeah, yeah, like he's raging. Yeah, he was he was Brian Cage level at this at that point. Oh, he was at the gas station with Dub Morrissey, like <laughs> chugging it hard. But, uh, yeah. Oh, big gas. 3.75 beers. It was like, dude, they beat the hell out of each other. There was some nice spots. 
it was like you said, big meaty man slapping that meat. Big meaty man slapping that meat. Uh, that is indeed that is indeed what happened. Let's uh, let's uh, I, it, what was your overall rating for the show? What was your overall beer rating? If you just like off the top of your head, what are you thinking at? Off the top, that's probably about a. 3.5 overall yeah. for me. Yeah, I'd say it was a little above average. I didn't. I think the show overall was not a bad show. Like if uh, I paid for it, I wouldn't be pissed off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. Like I wasn't overwhelmed with it. I wasn't going home being like, man, that was awesome. But I also didn't feel like I. I, I at least got my money's worth. I at least got my money's worth. Which exactly. Is- you know, it wasn't like you know I went to Monday Night Raw and left early, but I didn't pay for the ticket, so it didn't really matter. Fair but enough, if I paid for them, I probably would have been a little upset because three hours. For all that. Even if it's good wrestling, like, it's that's only reserved for, like, you know, once every few months for pay-per-views, not. Three hours for football, okay? And you're not, you're, you ain't football, all right, Vince? You ain't football. And football's different. It's a longer, drawn-out, it's yeah. not wrestling, baby. Contest, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, let's get into it, man. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite uh, from this past week, and we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming Rampage. Uh, but last week's Rampage um, was relatively decent. I really thoroughly enjoyed the uh, Brian Danielson and Nick Jackson match. I yes. thought that was good. That was probably uh, the best thing on the whole entire show, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, the show itself was kind of was, was a little meh uh, on that Rampage. Not so great, but that match itself was really good, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Um, let's hop right in here to dynamite though. Um, I did, I did think like we got the opening package and especially for how long this opening match was no entrances for this, for like, for the big, Well, they did actually, uh, they posted on Instagram, Twitter, and most all social medias. If you wanted to watch the entrances, you had to tune in on something, either YouTube or something or channel earlier to do see all the entrances because they had so many people. They knew it would take forever. So they actually did, and the live crowd did see full entrances. That's fair. That's fair. Just wish they could have made it happen on the actual broadcast. But um, I get I get it. They had a lot going on. They wanted to save time probably for the main event as well. Because, I mean, this one got, like, at least 20 minutes of the show. Yeah. Uh, really. The opening match is Jurassic Express uh, with Christian and Brian Danielson versus the Super Elite, which is Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks. Um, I mean, it's crazy. It's tons and tons of bodies in the ring. It's definitely not a classic wrestling match or classic no. wrestling psychology at all, but it was super fun. The crowd was, um, was super, super hot for it for sure. Um, when they had the, like the worked injury spot with Christian on the floor, that really took me out of it. I felt like it didn't really need to have it. It felt really cheesy. Uh, the kiss spot really popped me with the young bucks just running the ropes just to do the kiss spot. I thought it was really well done. Uh, I thought the match was great. Um, it's an attraction match for sure with cool spots. Uh, so you can't go too high because the emotional aspect isn't really there. Um, yep. But it's it's a spectacle and it was good for what it was. And so I gave it three and uh, three and three quarter beers. So almost almost four beers for pretty much a spot fest. That's that's a pretty solid rating. Um, where are you at on this opening multi-man match? Uh, actually, I'm. you actually rated this a little bit higher than me. And these are like some of my favorite wrestlers in this match, but I only went three and a half just because like you said, dude, these anything beyond a six man tag is going to be fucking chaos. It's just that it's, it's just, it is what it is. Like, you know, it's not going to be, it's, and that's why people say everybody's in the ring at the same time. Well, it's dude, you can't, these types of matches, it will be fucking lame. If everybody just stood out there like, 
oh, I can't jump in the ring like, oh, because Royals of the talk. referee. That's like it's it's gang it's gang warfare. It's wild bullshit. It's just it is what it is, and it was fun. I popped it like, dude, Adam Cole sells so great. One move uh, where Nick Jackson was standing on the apron and Jungle Boy came over for the Hurricane Rana. It was a near botch, but both of them are so good. They made it work, and then it's, it looked like it was going to be a botch. It looked like Jungle Boy was going to fuck up, but both of them are so fucking good that they just went with it anyways, and it worked just like, oh, fuck. But that just shows the talent of those two dudes right there. Like Nick Jackson and Jungle Boy are probably two of the most athletic dudes in the entire company. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, it was, it was and, very well like, done, dude, sure. But it was like, it was fucking chaos, madness. So it is what it is. And JR, like, I don't know what the fuck. He was talking about some shit at the beginning of the match. I was like, what the fuck is JR talking about? <laughs> and I was just Yeah, so he was out there, but bro. He, but he, 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 he picked it up as the night went on because this was, this is not a JR type of match. I understand. No, totally. Jim yeah, Ross yeah. was more, probably more of the semi-main type of guy, but. Yeah, for sure. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, but the next thing on the card here is a Moxley promo, which was pretty bad. No surprise. Um, and then Trash. CM Punk comes out. CM Punk comes out with a great promo. Um, Dude. and I'm glad he stepped up a shoe game. I'm glad he's listening to the show as most of AEW uh, people normally are these days. We appreciate the listens. Um, loved, loved the Jordans and I loved giving them to the kid in the crowd dressed like Orange Cassidy. I thought that was a nice little touch. Nice baby face moment for CM Punk there. Goddamn um, white meat baby face. Yeah. Loving it. Good I guy. Love it. The love fest. He said he's going to continue the love fest. The best guy. Yeah. Uh, the Cody and Arn like little segment vignette was really good. Um, dude, excited- I love that. I yeah, I'm love excited that to see segment, dude. I, like, honestly, Arn Anderson might save him as a baby face. Like, it might. If they do this right, he can stay a baby face. Arn right. Anderson is more over than Cody at this sure. point. Arn Anderson, dude, after that Glock promo. Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson is over like Rover. Have you seen the Arn t-shirts where the R's the Glock? <laughs> You can get yeah, on I love it. wrestling tees or yeah. on uh, actually or adfreeshows.com. Yep, it's great. I, I like that a lot. Sick. I saw the I saw the Glock the Glock and Brock Anderson uh like mock up thing meme that somebody made that was that looks really cool. I'm into I did, it. I man. saw a, a funny uh meme. It was the four. It said the four the four four pillars of pro wrestling, and I had like Brian Pillman holding the gun, then it had someone edited the gun in uh Arn Anderson's hand, and but, then it yeah. had a couple. I forgot the other two people that had. Oh, it had a. Uh, Fuck, like Stan Hansen, I think, maybe with a gun. I don't know, but everybody had fuck. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Fucking somebody, <laughs> goddamn it. Some fucking Great 80s, story, Wex. <laughs> 80s, some fucking 80s wrestler with a fucking long hair or something. But yeah, well, either way, I'm excited to see where, where the whole Cody and Orange thing goes. I think that they're doing a really good job with that for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, the next match on the card here is Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish. Um, I really like that they're pushing the Forbidden Door thing and giving like rub to the other companies. <laughs> Like mentioning MLW and the process was really good, uh, and we'll touch a little bit more on MLW later on in the show. Uh, but uh, Bobby Fish was really damn good in the early 2000s, um, and when he's healthy, man, he's still great. Uh, but that dude for a long time was just kind of made of glass. I mean, in NXT, he had a pretty rough run. I mean, it was like a four or five year run, and he was injured at least half of that time. I mean, uh, when he wasn't, he was he was good, but he wasn't as good as he had been in Ring of Honor prior. This match, however, was really good. He looked like the Bobby Fish of old. Um, dude seemed completely on, t- on top of his game. Um, this is probably the best Bobby Fish match I've seen in years. Um, I thought the finish was great. I thought it was really good. I gave it four and a half beers. I loved this match a lot. I thought it was really good. Probably my match of the night. 
Uh, no, it's not my match of the night. It's not my match of the night. But we'll uh, we'll, we'll get to that for sure. We'll get to that for sure. Um, what did you think about this one? This Bobby Fish versus Sammy Guevara match? Dude, I thought it was really good. It's like you just just like you said, probably one of the best Bobby Fish matches I've seen in a long time. I could tell at the beginning that there was a few little like stutter steps, but once they like the match kind of got going and they picked up, like dude, this was like you said one of the best matches of the night. Dude, some hard ass hits, dude, like some really sick like reversals and counters from both both of them, Sammy Guevara and Bobby Fish. And yeah. the how clean that he hit the go to hell. It was like like you said, it was just perfect. Like yeah, probably one of the verge, like the cleanest. I don't know how do I say it, the cleanest times I've seen him hit that finish on somebody. It was just yeah, it was just perfect. And yeah. they actually Ooh. a few times they almost had me thinking Bobby Fish may win it. So they did good enough job to just suspend yeah. my disbelief for just enough, just for like a few seconds where I was like uh uh uh, not like asshole clinching, but like asshole maybe starting to flex a bit. Yeah. So they, they 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 did a good enough job there. I, I enjoyed the match. I went three point seven five beers, okay. not quite a four, but dude, and stick the Spanish fly. Love that shit. Yeah, Spanish, yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Uh, the post match was great too. I mean, glad the inner circle finally got back into it. We've been again, obviously, Tony Khan's been listening to the show. We're like, yo, either put them together or break them up or whatever. But you can't have this wishy washy faction thing so glad they, they got back into it i think dan lambert is a fantastic heel like damn dude so much heat like pretty much the entire promo they just booed the shit out of that guy and i think that's awesome i felt like this whole segment felt very attitude era vibe like it felt like the crowd was super hot just wouldn't let good guys attitude talk. era vibes yes 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 the, the the energy level is what i mean the energy level was attitude era energy level and that's uh it was awesome, man. What do you think about that inner circle segment, the promo with Dan Lambert, the introduction of uh, Junior Dos Santos? There's pretty soon. Yes, uh, I was I was pretty excited about it. it. Like you said, dude, the crowd was so hyped for it, and I love how he's just talking to everybody's like, "Fuck you, shut the fuck up," all the chants and stuff, and people are singing Judas, and he, you know, lays down the challenge, and Jericho's like, "I couldn't hear anything you said because these got these fucking crowd are just goddamn animals out here." I wish I wish I could have been there just to like experience the energy like yeah. when i went to an AEW show i went to the nashville one and i went to a huntsville one and re the energy wasn't like it is now in wrestling so i can't yeah. wait for an AEW yeah. show to come to nashville, nashville or come yeah. somewhere close because gonna be i went sick. to raw this past monday yeah and i'm sure you people if you watch wrestling i know if you watch aw you probably watch ww2 we all do or at least you check the highlights out raw was not probably the strongest raw it was a draft episode which kind of got hype but like, I was there. It wasn't that Not good. Great. Nothing special. I mean, Jeff Hardy was the highlight of the night. Yeah. We had to That's see not a bad bird. Yeah, I mean, dude, seeing Jeff Hardy wrestle live anytime is going to be fucking, dude. Yeah. He's, Jeff Hardy's over like Rover in Nashville, Tennessee. We love Jeff Hardy here. Of course, of course. Naturally, as you should. I love Jeff Hardy personally. Yeah, let's let's keep it fucking going to the let's next. Let's keep it going. We got we got uh, Max Caster with a decent promo. Uh, not his best, uh, but then we got a Darby segment that was very good. It was very, um, it, it was felt very like uh, Mankind, Jim Ross dude, kind of dude. vibes. Dude, I have that in my fucking notes. I was like, yeah. dude, this is classic JR Mankind, like the dark brooding. Yeah, dude, it's fucking yeah. sick. 
It is weird because I feel like, you know, this is a dynamite. It's not a pay-per-view, so there's, like, a lot of segments on this show that aren't necessarily matches. Um, but it was, like, all of the segments were top-notch, I feel like. Dude, it, I mean, built, like, it kept the story going. Yes, it built storylines. It so kept many the stuff different angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a really good job with it. Uh, and then we get the match here. It's Darby Allen versus Nick Camarado. I think it's a waste um, of this guy. I think you shouldn't be, he shouldn't be on TV until you have a spot to, like, push him in. Um, cause I think that he, he's a monster and he looked a little, I mean, he looked green. He obviously is green, but like, don't even, I don't, I don't think he's, he's one of the guys that you, I mean, feed, feed somebody else to him. Feed Aaron Solo else. could have been. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it could have been, it literally could have been anybody. Um, you could have even brought in somebody from, you know, a forbidden door thing, bringing in the NWA guy or MLW, another MLW guy or whatever. Uh, but I, but I understand you don't want to bring in someone that's like a big name and he's still green. No, totally. And, and he seems like a big, a big guy. It makes I just mean Darby like a, look, a random guy. Like, I mean, I guess I, it's just, I, I, I think it's a size thing. It makes Darby look more like yeah. formidable if he can take out. Yeah. The big and guy. you also got like, I mean, so this was kind of booked as like a reverse squash, which kind of worked for Darby and the crowd ate it up because it's like, you know, Nick Camarado essentially beats the crap out of him. And then he sneaks in this coffin drop and he wins. So you still have this, like, everybody's happy, you know, Darby wins, but, you know, you still have the sympathy for him. He still feels like the underdog, even though he's the champ. And so that's, that, that's well done. I just don't know if Nick Camarado was the right guy to put in there. Um, Sting got to beat up QT and the crowd loved that. And so did I, I'm okay with that. So I put it dead center, dead center in the, right in there in the middle at three beers. That's exactly my rating. And you pretty much uh you you covered everything. Uh, flipping off Nick at ringside was pretty cool. He had fans just like fuck you, Nick Camarado, because Darby's yeah. over like goddamn Rover, as I said. And <coughs> goddamn, <laughs> that was a choke. Sorry. Uh, a hard choke been, there. Nice. I've been doing a little partaking, so you know had a little had a little cough choke there. But this was like <laughs> nice, short and sweet. Even though most of the match took place during the pitcher and pitcher, which. If you actually watch AEW, people have won matches during Pitcher and Pitcher. So you should definitely pay attention to it. And some badass shit happens during Pitcher and Pitcher. No, if you totally. Can't see, yeah, I agree. I'm sorry if you're blind or you can't see small things. Zoom in, get closer to your fucking TV, and watch some magic happen. Because as soon as it popped back on is when he saw how he built up to that coffin drop, which was a yeah. nice little win. I went right there. Right in the middle was a solid TV match to build Darby. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there was a there was a dark order segment here, um, which was entertaining, but I feel like it could have been done on like a dark or an elevation. Didn't really have to be on dynamite, even on a rampage. Uh, I just didn't feel like it had to be there. Um, but yeah, then Dante kind of calls out anybody um, and that cues Malachi Black just to kind of squash him a little bit. Um, and I think that this is smart booking um, just because of what happens later on in the show. Yes, um, I think too. I think I think it was really well written. And we'll talk about why that placement is good there. And it didn't take up much time. Malachi looked great. Put a lot of sympathy on Dante. Maybe put some questions on Dante, which is great. Ricky Starks also had a promo. Um, and Philly was so hype on him. It treated him like a baby face. Um, and it was pretty good. Ricky's getting better and better every week. Um, I was the one out of the three of us, now two of us, that wasn't really sold on Ricky Starks. But he's definitely he's starting to sell me for sure. Um, let's get to the match here, though. It's Hirakushita. Um, versus Serena Deeb. And, dude, I thought the match was super technically sound. It was great athletic showcase, no doubt. I loved that they showed the award before the match and had a ton of people convinced, including myself, uh, that Sheeta was going to win, uh, but really pushed Deeb as a heel and give some actual emotional weight to a feud, which is, again, what we were talking about earlier. 
some of these matches had great wrestling, but not enough emotion. The emotion was definitely there in this one in a really good professional wrestling way. Um, and the match itself was really damn good, too. I've been really cur- critical of Sheeta because, to me, there's no reason to care about were very emotionally driven or storyline driven at all. Um, so, you know, I, I think that they're finally turning the corner with that. I mean, especially with Britt Baker being the champ, I think the women's division also getting the TBS title, they are investing more in it. Um, and these women showed how the wrestling should be done. I thought it was really, really good. Four and a half beers really liked it. what do you think about this? Uh, this Wex? Dude, I went almost just as high as you. I went 4.25 beers, four and a quarter. But dude, this was, yeah, this was my match of the night. Yep, me too. Like, dude, dude, fantastic. Like you said, everything about this match, technically sound, like the storytelling, the like the work, everything about this match was great. And like, dude, and it was so great. Like I was, every time I kept seeing it, they kept showing the trophy and I was like, so she, so she's not going to win, right? And then like, she kept coming back and I was like, all right, well, she's going to fucking win. And the crowd was like on her side. And I was like, dude, I think she going to actually win it. And then. Deeb just healed it up and fucked her knee up and locked in the submission. And like, then she busted her in the head with the trophy. Like, I was like, dude, this is so fucking good. Like, yeah, so good. So good. Like everything, everything about it. If she'd had one, this probably would have been like a one or two beer for me. Not because the the work would have been bad. The work was was great. Predetermined. Yes. Yes. Like the way they, like they played it. I was like, it's so good because very good. Every dude, like probably one of the best, like everything that I know I just keep saying like, 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 but goddamn it. And when it comes to wrestling, the one things you want to see in a match, athleticism, everything's executed perfectly, but you want that emotion. You want that yeah. story. Storyline. And yeah. Everything about it. They just fucking sold me. Yeah. Hook line sinker brought really me good. in. And I was like, dude, this is the shit. So now I regret not buying that Sheeta toy the other day. Oh. And I picked up MJF instead. Oh no, that's a much better win. That's a much better win. MJF is uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Okay. The, the All right. Well, the next business. time I go, I need to get the Sheeta toy if they have it. Because she's su- like, she really And, uh, and is yeah. Serena Deeb going to have a toy? Because I'll fucking add her to my collection if she has a toy too. Absolutely. She's definitely. I'm a figure mark over here, guys. Doing if, the best. You know, you can kind of see some shit in the background. There's a couple AEWs over, but. uh. Yeah. I know that they're doing, uh, they're going to start to do some more, um, like. Uh, DVDs, like how WWF did those DVDs on like individual wrestlers and stuff. They're going to start doing more of that. And I hope Deep gets one because she's got a great story, man. I mean, she she had a, de- a decent career in the early 2000s and then kind of went away and had resided herself to just being a coach and then worked for NXT during the, I mean, she was the coach for the Charlottes, the Beckys, the, the Baileys. The, I mean, she was the coach for the women's revolution. And so I'm sure in her mind, she thought that her, you know, in ring days were kind of behind her. Then she goes to AEW, and I would say she's more over now than she's ever been before. Dude, she looks better now. She's wrestling better now. Everything that she's doing right now is the best thing in her career. Exactly. Like, and the thing is, you don't really see women in wrestling like wrestle like at the age she does. Like, yeah. you know how they are in wrestling, especially like, that oh, well too. Yeah. Old. But then you got guys who have some of their best matches in like their forties. Totally. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. why can't a woman do the same thing? Like, hundred percent, hundred percent. she's agree, man proven that she can fucking still go like a motherfucker yeah it was great i mean i yeah i think she's great i think the sky's the limit for her too and i don't think she's even close to done i think she's still got a couple years left so uh let's keep it rolling here alex marvez interviews darby allen um and then the pinnacle comes out in all masks so they can deny it for sure which is so good and beat up allen very old school horseman style i absolutely loved it this is why i think you made the right choice getting that toy 
MJF is just absolutely killing it. Um, and then we get a rundown from the commentary team on the uh, the Rampage card that is upcoming. Um, we'll talk about our predictions for that for tonight's Rampage. Oh, I do like that. Uh, Wex is showing me his uh, unrivaled MJF there. And, of course, he's got a microphone, which that's what he should have. Do you have a Burberry uh, scarf as well? Does that come with the with the, with the toy or no? Oh, no scarf. No, no scarf. That's that's crazy. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Come on. But come on, unrivaled. On no scarf. So yeah. Well, come on now. You gotta put, you gotta put a scarf with MJF. You know better than that. Um, I expect more out of the toys, but he, he, has, an, a, he has an, his other one comes with a scarf. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. Then we got a uh, we got a Leo Rush promo on Dante Martin, which could be cool. Again, a good reason why they use that Dante Martin Malachi Black situation. I'm interested to see when Darius is going to be cleared because I do think Top Flight and them as a tag team is actually the best way for them to both to grow. Because uh, I, I think they're both star worthy. And honestly, when I saw Top Flight, I thought that Darius was the better wrestler. I thought that he was the better guy. So, I mean, obviously Dante is the one that's not hurt and he's wrestling and he's getting some shine because of it. But I hope it doesn't hurt uh, Darius's, you know, push or whatever, too, because I honestly think Darius is probably right now, at least better at bell to bell than Dante is. He's the older um, brother. So, you know, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And, this, yeah, and the whole Leo Rush promo was great. Uh, and it, it could be really cool as long as he doesn't retire for the fifth time. Um you know, I, I like Leo Rush, but at this point, man, you got to walk the walk, dude. I'm so tired of hearing you like Tony talk Khan's about the one who brought him back. I I I get that. I get that. And I and I listen. Like, you get, dude. You're a great wrestler, and you are a really good talker. I hope that you wrestle for years and years to come. But dude, like, it's like right now, I'm Leo Rush isn't over with me because I'm so tired of the retirement talk. I like it's happened so many times, and like, it's just ridiculous. Like. So I what I what I think he signed with AEW because he doesn't have to he works once a week if he's actually gonna be on dynamite. Maybe have to work some darks, possibly. They only do four pay-per-views a year, and he can still he can wrestle for AEW and still do all the other bullshit that he wants to do, like outside like his music stuff, yeah. and AEW's cool with that. And he yeah. couldn't do that with, you know, the Anybody other else. company. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I get that. It it is what it is. Uh, moving on here, Britt Baker had a promo on the TBS title, which I thought was hilarious. Like, I, yeah. I, I thought that was really good. Now, let's get to the main event here. It's the casino ladder match uh, instead of a casino battle royale. Which, But they're using some of – they're using the best parts of a battle royal, which are the surprise entrance or how they're even going to come out. That's like – you know, we just talked about how, like, battle royal or big man matches kind of suck. The only reason why the Royal Rumble ever got over is because there's a surprise every minute. No one cares. No one's ever been like – Oh, the wrestling in a Royal Rumble this year was so good. Like it just doesn't no. happen. Battle Royals suck, but it's we just all love the surprise. And clothes yeah. lines. But we all love the surprise, and the finishers are cool. And like that's why Royal Rumbles are, can be a lot of fun. I mean, I do have some of my fondest, at least WWF slash WWE memories from Royal Rumble shows. So um, I like that idea of randomizing kind of the entrance, and I think that they got they did dude. Orange Cassidy and Pack start this thing off, so that that should tell you something right there. Like I mean. The segment, like their segment was great. And the time, like the timing of every entrant, it was like the guys in the ring just mapped this out perfectly. It's like the, all the spot happens until they're both down for literally every single entrant in this match. And it was done pristinely. So this is a new concept with like doing a battle royal entrant and a ladder match. And so just kind of we were talking about the Impact show where, or the TNA, the last ever TNA show really, where they had this great idea 
with that like uh, grand champion match, but it just executed really poorly. This is a great idea too, and was executed perfectly. I thought this match was executed really well. Um, it wasn't the best ladder match I've ever seen, but it was really, really good and really unique. So that alone gives it a, a major rating. The Adam Page pop was absolutely massive. Um, they've all pretty much put him over when he came in the ring too, which I thought was really selfless of everybody else in the match. I thought they did all did a really good job of putting Adam page in one night really quick, right back where he was on top. I think they did a really, really good job of that. Um, I mean, yeah, man, I, I, again, I've seen better ladder matches, but this is pretty damn good. I gave it five solid beers. what do you think about it? Dude, it was like I said, Fuck, not like I said. What the fuck am I talking about? But, dude, this match was really insane. That sunset flip powerbomb from, and like, Andrade off the top, that was fucked. Sick, and, dude, dude. the yeah. pop, like, the pop from Hangman Adam Page coming yeah. back as the Joker. Like, people were like, oh, it's going to be Buddy Matthews, formerly Buddy Murphy. But, dude, when Hangman Adam Page came out, I popped. I, fuck, I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, Hangman, like, just yelling at my TV by myself in my room. Yeah. And – Perfect booking, like, dude, him winning it, like, everything was perfect about it. And they made me think that Moxley was going to win it for a second. Yeah. They even, like, they did everything. And I love it's that just, people are starting to boo him. That makes me yeah, happy. Yeah, dude, I fucking, yeah, Moxley fucking sucks. But, dude, yep. everything <laughs> from that, like, if they can if they can suspend my disbelief and make me think that Moxley's going to win for just a second and still pull off the hangman, like, dude, perfect booking. Like, just like you said, the wasn't the best ladder match ever because, you know, that happened back in uh, 2001 or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still pretty solid. And just like you said, yeah. the entrance, just like a Royal Rumble where a person comes out each minute. And the way they did the entrance, it's like mm -hmm. once one person will come out, get knocked out. It's like this guy, this guy's feuding with. They just timed it so well. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It worked out really, great. So it, like, really made perfectly it, booked. It's like one of the only times like people coming out randomly sort of made sense. Yeah. Like it, everything worked great. And, like, dude, that dead eye through the table off the top. Sick. Jesus Christ. Scary. Dude. Oh, my God. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, dude, please, please don't be hurt, Hangman. Please don't be hurt. Because, dude, when Hangman beat, if, dude, if you thought the pop when he came out was good, when he beats Kenny Omega for that title, when it inevitably is going to happen, we know it's, it's, he's going to do it. But when it happens, dude, the roof is going to fucking explode if it's out of place with a roof, dude. This dude, very fucking sick. Like I can't yeah, wait for that. To, like the the match itself, I gave four beers. Mm -hmm. It's my second best match of the night. I didn't go all the way five, but like just the excitement of the prospect of Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page in the future, that's more exciting than the match itself. Agreed. Agreed. Like, but the match itself was still good. <laughs> no, the match, like yeah. everything about it, it's just like great match, great like dude. Fantastic. AEW put on one of the best dynamites yep. in a while, which was crazy that it only barely broke a million views and last couple weeks did better. I think this was one like this is one of the better dynamites in a while. This was fantastic. Yeah, for sure. I loved it. Like, for sure. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Um, I, I, are you watching the new show, by the way? Are you watching like the roads to the top or whatever? No, nah, I started playing uh, PGA 2K online afterwards. I got you. They uh, well, they did like the Hangman page promo like during the first commercial break of that show or whatever. Oh, so just like Sammy Guevara. So now, yeah, make, that's what's gonna hook people in to watch the first part to get the promo from the wrestler. Okay, and the show, dude, well, not, listen, the show's not bad. Like, so like I'm not a reality show kind of guy anyway. 
but it does feel a lot more real than most reality shows. And there's a lot more like it's not like, like a lot of backstage. AEW yes, type a stuff. lot like it's it's not like Ms. and Mrs. It's not like the Bellas. It's not like Total Divas. It's 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 its own thing. It is unique. If you're on the fence about it, I recommend just giving it like watch one full episode because I'm into it. Like I'm I'm watching the show. I'm learning more about guys that I don't really know much about. So that's cool. Um, yeah. And some well, of the stuff's I, funny. I might give it a chance. Like last week I played video games. This week I played video games. But I guess yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a chance. Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. But that's going to bring us to uh, the last segment. Uh, that, that that means Rampage is going to be tonight, guys. Rampage is tonight. And we did get an awesome rundown for the cards. So we're going to do our predictions here. Now that there's just two of us, it'll be really easy to determine who is the winner and who is the loser. Um, so let's just run, run it down the same way as the commentators did. Um, right, this is going on the line right here. <clears throat> yeah, the AEW title. For the AEW, I love it. The AEW predictions title. We'll call it that from now on. And we'll just trade it back and forth every week if we have to. Um, let's do it. So we're going to do uh, match number one here is going to be CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia. Obviously, it's not going to be match number one on the card, but that's the first one they advertise. I'm picking Punk, obviously. Uh, Wex, who are you picking on Daniel Garcia versus CM Punk? I'm going to go CM Punk. I don't think he's going to lose his third match on a rampage. Got to. Probably going to be a big pay-per-view, and he finally loses, and it's going to be a big deal. So Daniel Garcia is not going to win, but I guarantee you. He is going to sleep, though. This is going to be a fantastic match, dude. Daniel Garcia is having, like, a hell of a year right now. He is. Oh, yeah, dude. He's, he's killing it. He's killing it. And, and good for him, dude. The guy's on is coming up soon. And, I mean, again, AEW is doing a – like, this is the thing that people don't talk about, man. Like, AEW is doing a great job of keeping, like, these, you know, the older stars that are, I mean, massive. You know, Adam Cole, CM Punk, Brian Danielson. Um, you know, even Kenny Omega been around. I mean, these guys, Bucks, they've been around for a long, long time. But – they're doing a really good job of bringing up young stars. I mean, really, the really good pillars job. that they talked about, which is MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks the four yeah. pillars of AEW. And yeah. hey, that's I, I, I can't agree more with that I love uh, I love team it. right there of the four pillars, which would be a sick faction if that they ever made a faction out of ooh, that. Ooh, I do agree. I do agree. You could they do could uh, fuck some people up or no Jungle yeah. Boy was the other one, not Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, well, they've they've called him one of the pillars of the future, or the one of the. Well, you know, no, whatever. it was it was MJF, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and did I say is wait was that all four of them? I'm fucking I don't remember. God damn it, MJF. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, uh, so the next 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 advertised match on the card here is going to be Sky Blue versus Jade Cargill. Which one? Cargill? Yeah, gotta be gotta be Jade, right? I mean, there's no way you're putting over Sky Blue in that, especially. I mean, I think we've all. I mean, the first TBS champion is going to be Jade, right? I mean, I think that that's almost a four. I think that would be the right choice. I, I mean, it's so. ob- it's the obvious choice. Now, to me, the, star. so this next match on the card is the only one that could go either way, to me, honestly. Um, and it's Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. So who are you going to mm-hmm. pick Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage in a Philly street fight, by the way? I'm going to go with the machine. You're going the machine? Okay, I'm going Starks. I'm going Starks. Okay. So this will be, this will be the, the deciding factor here. Um, let's cause the, the last one here is, is pretty much a no brainer. It's the Lucha brothers versus the acclaimed. Um, I mean, I like the acclaimed. I think they're up and coming for sure, but there's no way the Lucha brothers are losing at this point. Right now. Nah, they ain't losing the titles. Lucha bros. A hundred percent. Lucha is a hundred percent. Okay. So cool. So guys, Ricky Starks versus Brian cage is going to determine this week's, um, AEW predictions championship between me and your boy Wex breaking the, the loss ever. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's let's see. I'm 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 super pumped about it. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, a little bit of fantasy booking here to go back to the Arn and Cody thing. I have been thinking about this since I saw that promo. I really think that, you know, they go heel with Cody, um, but Cody just goes back to the elite um, with the black hair, right? And Cody is the catalyst for everything breaking everybody up. Cody is the reason why the super click becomes a super click and Omega and the good brothers go off. You know what I mean? Like he's the one that kind of infiltrates it and ruins everything. I think it's great that way. Cause he's a heel anyway. And that's kind of what know. he did with the bullet club already. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. I think it's, I think that's got legs. Uh, I think Cole and Cole and Rody and Cole and Rody Cole and, uh, <laughs> and Cody could, could do Adam Cole and, and, Cody Rhodes could do some really good stuff together. I think that'd be pretty fun to see. Um, yeah, any other like fantasy booking ideas that you got rolling around in that noggin? When it comes to AEW right now, I would like after CM Punk ends up finishes with Daniel Garcia, the first person that I would love to see beat him would be this guy right here. CM CM Punk getting beat up down by the pinnacle and stuff. And yeah, oh yeah, I sure. think that would be some good shit right there. And then he yeah. could. Have maybe even Danielson come help him out or something. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I could see MJF being the first person to beat CM Punk. Yeah, I, I could too. I think, and I think that I think he should. I think, I think, I think. Okay, whether it's CM Punk or Brian Danielson, those are inarguably the two big stars that they have, right? Yeah. So I think that I think that the first loss from either one of them, it one of them should be MJF for sure. I think that that's, the other one should be either Darby or Jungle Boy. Yeah, or Starks. There's, yeah, one of those. Yeah, but yeah, I, I or agree. Hmm, there, there's lots of good people. Lot, yeah, AEW has lots, a pretty solid fucking good. roster. But I that's do think why, MJF should be one of them. That's why it's so good because, like, I've heard many, like, you don't have, everybody doesn't have to be on TV every week. Right. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. They're doing a great job. And uh, hopefully we're doing a great job here. It's a two-man booth again. You know, originally it was me and the KJ cast, and we did a two-man booth for a very long time. I had a good time with it. The Holy Trinity had a really fun run. Uh, now we are back to uh, Mr. Wex breaking the Lawson and Mr. Know-It-All just running the show as a duo. We could have a third in from time to time, maybe for some bigger shows, uh, maybe for like a Royal Rumble or maybe for like an, a, a big AEW pay-per-view. Uh, we can have on a third here. Uh, but, yeah, let's run out what we got for next week. Uh, we're covering GCW for the first time. It's this weekend we have GCW Fight Club 2021. I'm pretty hyped to see that. That's going to be going up against WWF No Mercy from 2001. Uh, it's a banger of a show uh, from the Attitude Era. I'm excited to be going up against um, a company that we all like but uh, haven't really covered much. Are you pretty stoked to be covering our first GCW show, X? Yeah, dude, definitely. I've been watching a lot of GCW over the past couple of years, so it's going to be pretty fun to cover a show and – Crazy shit always happens at GCW shows. I know we got Matt Cardona on his possible last GCW match ever. We're going to have Joey Janela on the card. Pretty sure Minoru Suzuki's on the card. There's a lot of good shit to look forward to. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a fun time for sure. Excited to dive into just another company um, and give them some more shine here on the show. Um, and I know we brought up MLW before. And um, I know we did have plans to do the NWO review. But again, the KG cast... Um, is not going to be able to make it because he is now, um, I think they're 3-0, and maybe even 4-0, and a peewee football team that he is coaching. So, KG oh, Cass has a... Uh, has, uh, has, yeah, KG yeah, Cass. 
He's coaching little tykes on Thursday nights for their big games on Saturdays. So shout out to the KG cast. And if KFAB comparisons can sponsor the team next year, you let me know and we'll see if we can get some KFAB comparison jerseys out there. Um, yeah. So, but you know what, instead of doing that, we are bringing back the indie spotlight. And for the first time ever on the show, it's a repeat guest. Um, the absolute rookie darling of MLW, uh, the newest superstar that is going to be pushed, and the guy that actually predicted where he was going to end up on this show, Mr. Alex Kane, the suplex assassin, is going to be back with us. I am super, super hyped for that one, Lex. Dude, me too. Alex Kane is the fucking shit right now. He's always been the shit. Always. Now, He's on everybody fire. Everybody's starting you know, on a bigger national level to realize he's a shit. So I'm definitely glad to have him back on the show. You know, I've been supporting him, bought some Alex Kane t-shirts, you know. Same, 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 same. I also have an Alex Kane t-shirt. I am pretty hype about it. Um, yeah, dude. So we're, uh, we, we had some more shows booked, but we're going to change some stuff around now to make it work for a two man booth a little bit better. Um, yeah, Alex Kane. And then we got GCW in the next two weeks. Wex, the future is looking bright for kayfabe comparisons, baby. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, got, got a lot of new shit in the works. Yeah, baby. So maybe some, you know, some more YouTube content, some other extra little videos, not even from the podcast, just some other little fun bullshit to hear added here and there. And, you know, yep. got, got some good shit working in. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good stuff. I'm super excited for the future. You can always find the show at kfabe.com on all the socials, except for at kfabe.com pod. And we're actually probably the most active on TikTok these days. So be sure if you're on TikTok, which everybody is, follow us at kfabe.com pod. Uh, Wex is just throwing videos out left and right. I'm going to have to start keeping up with him. I've been lax on uh, on Match of the Week. I was out in Furnace Fest for like a hardcore sh- uh, festival uh, last weekend. And I've got just a bunch of stuff going on in the real estate world but i'm gonna hop back on the on the, on the tiki talks here pretty soon and um and yeah you can always find me at daniel daybreak and wex where can people find you bro you can find me at wex breaking the lawson on pretty much everything even on twitter i'm pretty sure if you type that in you can find me even though like the handle doesn't say it and on youtube i uh, have that too but even though i'm probably gonna be more active on the kayfabe comparisons youtube more that shit goes on you know, everything's looking good out here. You know, you can find me on all your classic shit for the skateboard, what's breaking the Lawson. Holler at your boy. Holler at your boys. We will see you guys out next week with GCW and No Mercy from 2001. We're out. <laughs>